You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. I want to speak to you tonight about the seven consequences of ignorance. I, I, I believe there are... I want you to write certain things down tonight because it's going to help you understand certain mystery in life. I believe there are at least five root causes of problems. Every problem that we face comes from a root somewhere. It comes from an origin somewhere. And I believe the first one, obviously, we all know we have an enemy. The enemy is the devil. The devil has his agents, evil spirits, tormenting spirits, um, you know, evil spirits, tormenting spirits, and uh, unclean spirits. All these come against us. But bless God, the Bible does tell us that we have been given authority and power over the enemy. So no matter what shape, no matter what form the enemy comes, you and I, God has given us power and authority over the enemy. That is not the authority of the pastor. That is the authority of a believer. Amen. As we believe in God, we believe Him with our hearts and we confess with our mouth. The day that we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we have been given power and authority over the enemy. When I study my Bible, uh, the first image, if I could use that word, that the enemy used in the book of Genesis is a serpent. When I study the Bible in the book of Psalms 91, it talks about, in French we call it aspic, which is a serpent that is poisonous. And then in the book of Acts chapter 16, it talks about python. Now python is not poisonous, but python comes to try and take breath out of you. I sense in my spirit, there's a few people here that you are feeling uh, oppressed by the enemy, but by the time we finish the service tonight, every spirit of oppression and depression will leave you in Jesus' name. Shout amen, somebody. The Bible says where the spirit is, there is liberty. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's the first cause, evil spirits. Number two, because of bad decisions. How many of you know that we've made some bad decisions in our life? Every decision determines the direction and the destiny of your life. And because you've made bad decisions, you're going in a bad direction, which leads you to a bad destiny. But we can ask God for forgiveness and we can redo what we have done wrong. You understand, we don't redo the wrong, but we, have, we can erase the wrong by the blood of Jesus. All right, so bad decisions. Number two. Number three, the reason why we have problems is because of wrong association. How many of you know that sometimes it comes, you've met some people, and because of meeting that certain person, you were led astray by that certain person. So you, you, uh, that problem came because of wrong association. Once again, we can repent and we can come and cut every wrong association out of our lives and come back and fellowship with the Holy Spirit and fellowship with the right people. Number four, why do we have problems in our life? I believe we have problems in our life because of generational issues. It's been passed on to us. Do you understand that? It's been passed on to us, you know, sometimes generational, generational issues is because of sickness. That's why we are sick, because it's been passed on to us. That's why we have certain issues in our life, because it's, it's been passed on to us. But you know what? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus not only cleanses us, but the blood of Jesus redeems us from every curse. Every curse, including generational curse, can be broken. Say amen. amen. Number five, why do we have problems? Because of ignorance. Okay, because you, don't, you, don't, you didn't know. 
And because you don't know, you got yourself into some issues. You got yourself into some problem. And that's what I want to deal with today, the seven consequences of ignorance. Your ignorance is one of your greatest giants. The enemy called ignorance. You know, as long as you stay in ignorance, the enemy will always torment you. You see, the enemy is known as the prince of darkness. As long as he keeps you in the dark, he will always torment you. He will always have the upper hand. That's why God is light and in him there is no darkness. Say amen. So when the, when the spirit of God, when his presence manifests and the word of God becomes real for you, the word of God is a lamp unto your feet. David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because why? God is with me. People may have left me, but God will never leave me, never forsake me. Even though I walk through the valley, you've got to keep walking through the valley. You don't stop, you don't camp, you don't cry, you don't look back, but you keep pushing forward. You keep walking forward. It says valley of the shadow, shadow. There cannot be a shadow unless there's a light somewhere. Amen. So even in your shadow, God is the light. God is still there and God has showed you the way. You just got to keep your eyes on God and God will show you the way out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One day Kenneth Copeland said to Jerry Savelle, the shadow of a dog never bit anybody. The shadow of a dog never bit anybody. You might be going through some shadows, valley of the shadows right now, but it will not hurt you. It will not harm you. Every shadow that you're going through, you will come out victoriously. We may go through some valleys, but in every valley, we come out victoriously. Praise God. Hallelujah. Open your Bible, please, to the book of Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. And as you're doing that, I want to point out five, at least five things that the apostle says we should not be ignorant. In the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 26, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, excuse me, Romans chapter 11, verse 25, he says, don't be ignorant of God's plan for Israel. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, he says, don't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, he says, don't be ignorant about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, he says, don't be ignorant concerning the devil and his devices. In the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, Romans chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, he says, don't be ignorant concerning the righteousness of God. So ignorant must become our enemy. Ignorance must become our enemy. The children of God must not remain in ignorance. The reason why Jesus prayed the Father to give you the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you of the Word of God. You are not ignorant. You, you must learn to come out of ignorance. Say amen, somebody. Amen. All right. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 5. Verse 13. If you're there, say, I'm there. Amen. Good. If you're not there, say, I'll wait. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, I'm reading from the New King James Version. You know why I like reading from the King James Version? Because it reminds me of who I am, King James. 
So I now, I now use the new King James because I'm new King James. <laughs> Do you know that I've also got a book in the Bible called the book of James? I, I won't go any further then. All right, praise God. It says, therefore, my people, notice what God is saying, my people have gone into captivity. God's people have gone into captivity. What is the reason? Because they have no knowledge. Consequence number one, your ignorance takes you into captivity. Your ignorance takes you into bondages and your ignorance takes you into sufferings. God's people are ignorant. God's people are in darkness. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. When Jesus came, he said this in the book of Luke chapter 4. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. Then he said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Then he, he said, he has sent me to set the captives free. You are not born again to suffer again. You are born again to be victorious. You cannot remain a captive of the enemy. Him who the Son sets free is free indeed. Consequence number two. Stay in the same book. The honorable men are vanished because of a lack of knowledge and their multitude dried up with first. Consequence number two. Ignorance will keep you in famine, poverty, and lack. See, God's will for your life is prosperity. The Bible says, I, I want above all things that you prosper and be in health. These are two power twins that God has given to you. Prosperity and health. If you read the book of Mark chapter 5, there's a woman with an issue of blood. She's sick. And the Bible says because she was sick, she spent all that she had. The devil's got an enemy, a twin enemy, that's called sickness and poverty. But bless God, God has got a positive uh, uh, power where He takes you out of sickness, He gives you health, and He takes you out of poverty, and He gives you prosperity. You've got to know that it is God's will for every child of God to be prosperous and be healthy. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's called the divine favor of God. Don't disqualify from the favor of God. Don't disqualify yourself from the favor of God. I used to be, um, you know, um, I used to have a lot of parties. Pity parties. Anybody ever had a pity party? You sit there and you say, well, well, you know, I'm in Mauritius. Nobody loves me. You know, I can't make it in life. Oh, my brothers are in America. My brothers in, in, in England. And me, look at me. I'm in Mauritius. I have no food. I used to have those pity party. And then God said, when you're finished, come and see me. I'll teach you how to, how to have a praise party. Amen. Amen. I refuse to live in lack. No matter where you're from, no matter where you are at, if God can feed the children of Israel in the desert, there is hope for me and you. If God, if God can make a black cow eat green grass, give white milk, there's hope for us. 
Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So you've got to learn to believe the word of God. You've got to learn to take God at his, at his word. Consequence number three. Verse 14. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself because of a lack of knowledge and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he who is jubilant shall descend, shall descend into it. Consequence number three. If you don't know, if you're ignorant, you allow yourself to suffer eternal damnation. You see, somebody made a statement one day. He said, people out there are going to hell, not because of their sin, but because they have not received Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Because the penalty of sin has been paid by the blood of Jesus. And you and I, we have an assignment from God to go and tell these people. Say amen, somebody. Amen. You and I, we are, in, in French, we are the porter. Porter means we are the carrier of the gospel. We are the carrier of the presence of God. And so we are the carrier of solutions. That's why we must go out there. We are the light. We are the salt. So if you don't tell people, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know that you are a messenger of God, then you will stay and you won't tell anybody. And when, when you don't tell anybody, you cause these people to suffer eternal damnation. That's why I like what I heard. And I asked my little brother Joshua, send me that thing. Because what I hear Apostle Allen speaking about, go win souls. Go get souls. You know, treasures for you and me. To you and me, treasures are gold, diamonds, but treasure in the eyes of God are souls. So we have to get him his treasures. Praise God. Consequence number four. Are you learning something? I'm actually going quite fast and I'm very surprised with myself. <clears throat> Verse 15. This one is very important. People shall be brought down. Each man shall be humble, and the eyes of the lofty shall be, shall be humbled. Are you ready for consequence number four? Ignorance devalues and depreciates you. You devalue yourself because you are ignorant. You're ignorant of what God has done for you. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is against me. Now, I want to tell a story, a very famous Chinese proverb story that I tell to my students when I go and, 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 and speak on leadership to the Vatel class. It's about a young boy. A young boy comes up to his father and says to his father, Dad, I want to know the value of life. And the father said, okay, I'm going to show you the value of life. And uh, the father gave him a stone. So he took the stone and he said, I want you to go to the market. Just hold out the stone. And if anybody asks you how much this stone is, I want you to just show, you know, this two fingers like this and tell the person, uh, and don't say anything to the person, just show two fingers like this. So he goes to the market, and as he's going to the market, he's got this stone in his hand. Lady goes by and says, wow, that's a very beautiful stone. How much for these stones? And he just goes like this. And she says, wow, two rand, I'll take it. So he holds it in his hand, runs to his father and said, dad, somebody offered me two rands for these stones. And so the father said, well, before you decide to sell it, I want you to go to a jewelry shop. When you go to that jewelry shop, I want you to show this man 
in a jewelry, jewelry, jeweler, whatever it's, whatever it's called. I want you to show him the stone. And if he asks you how much, you don't say anything. Just show him these two fingers uh, in a nice way. I am from, I was raised up in England, so I understand, okay? So victory, victory, okay? <laughs> so he goes, he goes to, to the jewelry and um, shows the stone. And the guy looks at him and says, wow, that's a very beautiful stone. How much? And he goes like this, and the guy say, 20,000 rand, I'll take it. He's shocked. He goes to his dad and said, Dad, the man offered me 20,000 rand. And the father said, well, wait, son, before you go I, and sell it to this guy, I want you to go to the museum. In the museum, you see an, 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 an archaeologue. Is that how you say it? Archaeologue? Archaeologist. Okay. Thank you, sir. Archaeologist and... Um, once again, do the same action, and then you tell me. So he goes there, sees the archaeologist, and, and the archaeologist says, wow, that's a very precious, rare stone. How much? And he went like this, and the guy said, 200,000 rand, I'll take it. He runs to his dad all excited. Dad, the man offered me 200,000 rand. And he said, the dad said to the son, you've just learned the value of life. Some people will value you at two, two rands. Some people will value you at 20,000 rand. Some people will value you at 200,000 rand. But let me tell you, the blood of Jesus valued you even more than that. Rands could not buy you. Dollars could not buy you. Euros could not buy you. It cost the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how valuable you are. Don't devalue yourself. There's a lot of people what we tend to do, we don't, have a, we don't have a physical knife, but we've got our tongue. And what we do is we speak bad about ourselves. It's already bad that people are speaking bad about you, but it's a different level when you start speaking bad about yourself. I'm not good enough. I'll never make it in life. I don't like me. I don't like the way I am. Well, if you don't like you, you don't like the way you are, get born again so that you can like you because God loves you. Say amen, somebody. Stop cutting yourself. Stop tormenting yourself. It's a bad spirit. Stop devaluing yourself. You are precious. You know, your, 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 your hands, your, your prints, your thumb shows you there is no two like you. You are unique. Say this with me. I am unique. I am precious. Do you know that in this world, if you find something that is unique, it has a lot of value? Well, you are unique. So you have value. So you are precious. So stop devaluing yourself. Stop depreciating yourself. Are you learning something? Consequence number five. Let's go to the book of Hosea chapter four, verse six. Hosea, Hosea, Hosea. Am I saying it well? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Are you learning something? Is the man from Mauritius good? Praise God. He serves a good God. So Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Praise God. The more knowledge you have, the more value you add to yourself. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. You ready? It says, my people, again, my people, read with me, my people are what? 
Because why? Ignorance. Consequence number five, destruction. You destroy your dream. You destroy your family. You destroy your life because of your ignorance. Your ignorance produced destruction. And I don't want you to be destroyed. If ignorance destroys, knowledge constructs. So you need the word of God. You need the knowledge from God to build the life of your dream. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, through wisdom, wisdom builds its house. Seven pillars. One day I'll write a book about the seven pillars of wisdom. But there's a seven anointing book at the back. Go get it. Say amen, somebody. Thank you. God bless you for that. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Consequence number five. Ignorance brings destruction. Let's go to number six. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Consequence number six. Ignorance disqualifies you and makes you unusable. Ignorance disqualifies you and makes you unusable. Everybody here, we are qualified for service in the kingdom of God. Everybody here, we are qualified by the grace of God for service in the kingdom of God. But because of your ignorance, you disqualify yourself. Makes you unusable in the kingdom of God. Next one. Consequence number seven. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Number seven is very dangerous. Ignorance has generational consequences. Ignorance has what? Generational consequences. Means what you don't know is what you're going to say to your kid. So your ignorance is being passed on from what? Generation to generation. I don't know about you here in, uh, in, in Cape Town, in Mauritius. Um, I, was, I was brought up, uh, my, my, my parents were used to be, not, not, they're not anymore, uh, very, is, is how you say it? Suspicious? Uh, superstitious, that's the word. You said suspicious, superstitious. You have people that are superstitious here? I mean, in Mauritius, uh, when you're coming in at night, when I was, I was a kid, they would say to me, when you come in at night, come in, you know, uh, with your back turned. Do you have that here? And I said to my dad, but why? He says, because in case there are spirits following you. So I said, but if I turn my back, I'll see the spirit. Could you imagine that? And I started believing that. They, they told me when I was young, if you, if you pull faces in front of the mirror, that the mirror will come out and slap you. I'm like, did you ever get that? No, it must be my family then. And I thought to myself, how, how can it be? I pull faces. And something come out and slaps me. How? Unless I slap myself. But that just takes you to another level of stupidity. Yet you believed it. One day I broke a mirror and they said, oh my God. Seven years of, not one year. Not seven weeks. Seven years. My God, seven years of bad luck. And we believe this thing. They say if a cat comes in front of you, a black cat. 
Do you know that one? So it can't be only Mauritians then. And, 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 and I, don't mean to, to, I don't mean this to harm anybody that loves cats, because I don't. But I say to the person that said that to me, well, if a cat ran in front of me, it's not bad luck for me, it's bad luck for that cat. No disrespect to cat lovers. One day a guy uh, was driving, and whilst he was driving, um, apparently this is a true story. Whilst he was driving, he ran over a cat by mistake. And so he, he, you know, his Christian spirit told him, you know, you can't just leave the cat like this. So you've got to go and tell uh, and, and who, 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 who it belongs to. So he goes and knocks on the door and the lady, an old lady comes out. And the lady says, uh, he says, yes. And, and he says, look, lady, I'm really, really sorry. But I just ran over a cat. So the lady said, well, well what does the cat look like? And he went. <laughs> All right. Let me give you the. <laughs> I thought that was very good. <laughs> Let me give you the three root cause of ignorance. It's in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed, underline it, number one, because of a lack of knowledge. So, ignorance, number one, is because you have no, you have no knowledge. Ignorance, number two, is because you have rejected knowledge sometimes you get knowledge but you what you reject it you prefer to listen to superstition instead of listening to the super word huh you prefer to listen to stories than to listen to the word of God you prefer to listen to gossips than you listen to the word of God you are rejecting Knowledge, number three, because you have forgotten, forgotten what? The law. How many of you know that sometimes we forget the word? I like what John chapter 14, I believe it's verse 26, John chapter 14 verse 26 says, it says, Jesus says, I will give you another comforter. He will teach you all things and remind you. So the Holy Spirit reminds you of the Word of God. You don't need to forget the Word. He will engrave that Word in your spirit. So when you're going through tough times, when you're going through valleys, He will tell you, remember, you're a champion. Remember, you can do this. I'm going to walk with you. I'm walking that road with you. You shall fear no evil. Remember, you will prosper. Remember, you may not have it now, but it's coming. It's on its way. Remember, remember what that guy from Mauritius said? He said, you are in a season. But the season is about to change. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. He reminds you of the word. So don't be ignorant with no knowledge. Don't be ignorant with rejected knowledge. And don't be ignorant with forgotten knowledge. You got to engrave the word. You know, there used to be a day when believers used to come to their to the, to the church with Bibles. But I found out Bible underneath your armpit won't change your life. I found out Bibles in your bag ain't going to change your life. 
I find out Bibles on your shelves ain't going to change your lives. The proper place for the Word of God is in your heart. You believe it with your heart, you speak it with your mouth. You believe it with your heart, you speak it with your mouth. And whatever you believe is what you will confess. And whatever you confess is what you will possess. Are you learning something, church?